Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Post 20 Podcast NFL Show. You are now listening to the, sadly, Week 18 recap of the 2020 or 2021-2022 season. The regular season has concluded. Um, I am joined today by my co-host, Jeremy, who's been with me all season. Um, how was your week gambling? Um... It was okay. I didn't. I didn't bet too heavy on straight up matchups for this week, um, especially after the one p.m. slate was kind of fishy. The way the games were turning out, I didn't like it. Um, I know we both were on the Packers, which hurt. Um, yeah. But once four o'clock rolled around, I kind of just sat on my hands and let my um, futures play out and. It didn't go the way I thought it was going to go, but I mean, I still walked away a winner thanks to the Cardinals um, losing to the Seahawks. So, I mean, Rams division winner and Bills division winner both cashed, and now we get to use that money for some playoff bets. Yeah, um, the nice thing, I, I mean, I had that same future. I know I didn't win as much as you did. Um, I locked mine in a little later on in the season, I think. Um, the nice thing about those matchups, you know, Bills, Jets, um, I wasn't necessarily worried about, but the Niners and the um, Rams played each other and the Cardinals and the Seahawks played each other. So I knew, you know, if, if, if as long as the Cardinals didn't win, it didn't matter if the Rams won or not. And thankfully, um, the Cards lost to the Seahawks, you know, in kind of a really wild overperformance from Russ. Um, so yeah, we made some money. We got out. I mean, I ended the season positive. I think I told Jeremy before the show, I'm going to add up everything that we did this season bet wise, um, and release those picks. You know, it's going to be probably a rough fish number. It's probably not going to be perfect. Um, just because there was weeks where we gave two or three picks per game. So you guys can expect that. Um, they'll probably be around by the time you listen to this show. Um, and we're going to go ahead and get into some of these games. Some of them worth talking about, some of them not necessarily worth talking about. Um, first one, Chiefs 28, Broncos 24 feet. Chiefs fail to cover um, for the 500 millionth time I've ever bet on them. Uh, Mahomes, decent game, 270, two touchdowns. Had some injuries in this game. Darrell Williams fucked me. Uh, I wish that he would have stayed in this game, but he did get injured. Hardman leading receiver with 103 yards. Uh, Drew Locke, two rushing touchdowns in this one. Broncos stay in the game against the Chiefs team, who I just kind of thought looked a little underpowered in this one. Um, I don't know what you thought about the Chiefs here, but I'm not necessarily worried. I just think this was kind of an off game. Yeah, I'm not worried about the Chiefs either. Um, I mean, their offense looked all right. Uh, Hardman... Kind of did his thing once Tyreek came out, which was nice to see because Tyreek didn't play there for a while with what looked like a heel injury, I guess. And yep. they kept sending him back out there injured just to like block and be a distraction, which wasn't necessarily the best idea in my opinion. But, I mean, Andy Reid knows a little bit more than I do. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, they looked good. I don't think their defense was necessarily ready for Drew Locke to become a running quarterback because they seemed to get caught off guard there early in the game with him rushing in two scores. Um, but other than that, I mean... They looked pretty good, and I don't have any worries about them moving into playoffs. I have a way less worries about them than I do a lot of the other teams that are um, still alive. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's move on. Cowboys 51, Eagles 26. Eagles, a lot of second, third stringers in this game, kind of decimated by COVID, but it should be said that it wouldn't matter who they played. The Cowboys came out and absolutely gunned for the Philadelphia Eagles. 295 yards and five touchdowns in the air for Dak. Um, Jaquan Hardy and Ito Smith, a rushing touchdown for each of those. Cedric Wilson leading receiver in this game with 119 yards and two touchdowns. Dalton Schultz and Corey Clement added a touchdown. Uh, actually, Dalton Schultz may have had two. He had two, and Corey Clement had one as well. Gardner Minshew didn't look all that great in this game. 186 filling in for an inactive Jalen Hurts. Two touchdowns and an interception for him. Kenneth Gainwell got one on the ground. Now, I don't think there's going to be much money on the Eagles this weekend against the Bucks. Um I said the other day, I don't know what it is. Something's telling me a sprinkle might be worth it. 
Um, but they looked really, really bad here. And to be honest with you, I just can't I can't see them doing anything in the playoffs. I can't see the Cowboys doing anything either, but Eagles, I really can't see doing a fucking thing. Yeah, the Eagles, um, I think they are going to do the old Pittsburgh Steeler one and done here. Yeah. Um, I just don't, they don't have the talent that these other teams have. Like when you think of like the Bucks, I know they're missing players, but I mean, you still think Tom Brady, Mike yeah. Evans, Rob Gronkowski. Like, I mean, that's not a bad three players to think of off the top of your head when half your team's hurt. Absolutely um, not. But, yeah, the Cowboys, on the other hand, I think the Cowboys and the Niners might turn out to be the best game of the weekend, um, or at least of their day. Uh, just because I think, I mean, the the Niners have the weapons to beat the Cowboys, and the Cowboys' offense, if they're rolling, they can be unstoppable. So I think that game should be fun to watch. Um, I do think the Niners have a chance as the underdog, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. Um, all right, Washington 22, Giants 7. Washington has now fired their GM. Um, or he stepped down rather, I think it was, yeah, Gettleman retired last night and Joe Judge is now gone. That happened as well yesterday. Um, they're in the market for a new GM and a new head coach, which is good because the way that they coached in this game was awful. I mean, I saw a QB sneak on like third and nine. I'm not sure what that was. Um, Washington didn't really do much to win the game. Honestly, um, New York kind of beat themselves. Antonio Gibson had a good game on the ground. Terry McLaurin, almost a hundred yard performance, but not quite finished with 93. Um, the giants are just an absolute disaster. I mean, Darius Slayton got into the end zone. I feel like I've seen them score maybe six or seven touchdowns all season. The giants, I know they had a couple of decent games, but man, they're really, really fucking bad. So, um, this was a disastrous performance from the giants and, these two teams mean nothing right now um, in the grand scheme of the league, so I think we'll probably just skirt right past it. Bengals-Browns, another one where there was a lot of second, third stringers playing. Browns win 21-16. to Honestly going to skirt past it. Didn't I probably saw one touchdown in that entire game because I just didn't give a fuck about it. No implications whatsoever. Bengals have their seed locked up, and the Browns obviously eliminated. Steelers 16, Ravens 13. This game had some significance. But what I want to say first is that it was absolutely fucking awful. Ben Roethlisberger, 244 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Chase Claypool was the leading rusher in this game, believe it or not. Najee, a little bit injured, a little bit bottled up when he did get his 11 carries, 28 yards for him. Pat Fryermuth, the leading receiver at 53 yards, but it was Chase Claypool who caught the touchdown for the Steelers in this game. Huntley, 141 yards, two interceptions for the Ravens. Latavius Murray, blast from the past 150 yards and a touchdown for him in this game. Man, this was a tight one. Um, just really messy, low-scoring, classic AFC game, uh, or this division game. Uh, just a, a total mess. I mean, I have no idea. The Steelers probably shouldn't have won this game. I think they got bailed a little bit. Um, but the Ravens, you know, they're, they're just so decimated. They're such a they're a team that, that really requires Lamar um, to kind of go off in order for them to win. And I don't think Huntley's bad, but I think that they need to do a lot of work in the offseason to keep their window open. Yeah, um, I don't know. The Ravens are that team that, like, they're always – they always seem to be good, not great, um, yep. and I feel like they'll always be that way. I don't know if it's hardball. I don't know if it's the owner. I don't know what it is, but it seems like their team always just has enough talent to get into the playoffs, but never really enough talent to do anything past that. The Steelers, on the other hand, once we finally get Big Ben out of the league, hopefully come Sunday at 8-15, mm -hmm. that's a team I'm excited about. Maybe they sign Aaron Rodgers. Maybe they sign Russell Wilson. There's a couple quarterbacks on the market that I don't think would mind playing in Pittsburgh with the talent they have. Yeah, I mean, I don't even think the Steelers need a, a quarterback of that quality to be a better team. Uh, ben is just so so bad. I mean, I would take a, I would even take a guy of of Ryan Tannehill's quality in Pittsburgh. I think that team would would be probably twice as good as it is right now. Ben is just so so unreliable. I mean, he's a turnover machine. He only had one in this game, but 
I just constantly worry. He can't move around in the pocket. He's so slow. He's definitely not going to scramble for you if you need it. I just think you need a younger guy, and I think once they get that, the Steelers will be, you know, they'll shape up to be a much, much more competitive team. All right, Packers-Lions, Packers 30, Lions 37. Rodgers plays the first half, um, and then it's the Jordan Love show. He has two interceptions and a touchdown. Rodgers threw for two. Um, this game was kind of a mess. Goff, 238 yards, two touchdowns. Tom Kennedy also got, um, <laughs> also got a snap in this game. 75-yard touchdown pass for him on a trick play. And DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams put the carries here. Uh, just a touchdown for DeAndre Swift. Oh, um, this was just like a trick play bullshit game. I honestly thought the Packers had a chance of winning it, but the Lions pulled two or three trick plays out of the ass and won this one. I don't know what the idea behind winning this game was. You want the first pick. I think they're still getting the first pick. Um, actually, no, the Jags would get it, right? Um, no, it's the, it yeah. is the Lions. No, I thought the Lions were going to get it because the Jags won, but then them winning also screwed themselves. Let's see. Or was it the other way around? I don't remember. I'll look. I mean, I'll no, find it. No, it'll be the Jags because the Jags were 3-14 and 14 and the Lions were 3-13-1. and one. So technically the Lions had a better uh, record. Yeah. Okay, so, all right, so it's it's, it's not, you know, still, you would, you would imagine that you would want to lose this game, right? Like... Especially when they knew the Jaguars were up 20 points at one point. I just, I don't know. You play to win the game, I guess. I understand, but... Um, it's Dan Campbell, bro. That's the problem. Uh, I know. Apparently, guys play real hard for Dan Campbell. I mean, people love this fucking guy. I don't, I don't understand it. He'll be retained. It looks like the Lions are going to continue on the same track that they're currently on. We'll see if they can do a little bit of work in free agency in the offseason. Um, I have no idea what to expect. I would imagine maybe the Lions are a, a five-win team next season if they get a couple guys. The emergence of Amon Ross St. Brown's been great. I think Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift are both really serviceable backs. Um, it's really just about about Campbell trying to figure Goff out. If Goff can minimize the turnovers, then I think the Lions have a chance to be a decent team. Uh, they have to retain Hawk, too, but... We'll see. Um, shit could get weird there. Let's move yeah, on. I, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, I do agree that they have some of the right pieces yeah. there. They just need a couple more guys here and there uh, to kind of complete that roster. But then back to Dan Campbell, you see he's the Pro Bowl coach? I did, yeah. Of course. Like, the league loves this guy, man. I, I don't really understand it. I mean, I guess he's just like kind of a hardo. People like that shit. Uh, I don't know. It probably reminds people of the old days. All right, Colts 11, Jaguars 26. What an awful, awful performance. This game, there's one person to blame. It's Carson Wentz. I mean, he just comes out and lays an egg, 17 for 29, 185 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. This guy just can't throw the ball. I mean, it's just it's it's really rare that we see a solid throwing performance from Wentz. Um, Taylor, you know, if you can't unlock him, if you can't get him to over 100 yards, you're not going to win the game. He had 77 in this game. Did a, they did a really good job, the Jacksonville defense, of making sure um, he wasn't getting a lot of yards, wasn't breaking through the middle. They tried to set him loose on the outside. That didn't really work either. Um, but, yeah, this was a, a really shitty game. Pittman had a garbage time touchdown. But at that time, you know, the Jags were, were ahead. Uh, T-Law, 223 yards, two touchdowns for him. Uh, Marvin Jones had a great game, seven receptions for 88 yards. Laquan Treadwell had a touchdown as well as Marvin Jones. And the Jags actually looked really good. It looked like they had a game plan. Um, Josh Allen, the <clears throat> one of the defensive players on the Jacksonville Jaguars, had a hell of a game. I mean, he was all over Wentz. Wentz was just getting destroyed. And they were really bringing that pressure. So good on the Jags. I mean, this was a really good performance from them. I don't think their roster is that bad. If if Lawrence can actually figure things out and they can get a little bit more, even if they can just get this out of him, you know, maybe 10 times next season instead of once or twice, the Jags could be a better team, you know. And I, I don't want to see the guy be a bust. I don't necessarily like him. Um, but, yeah, he, he looked really good here. 
Yeah, no, he finally decided that this was the week to put it together, and I think it's funny because Carson Wentz is a bum. Yeah. Um, he literally just needed to win to get it, and he loses to a quarterback that has looked horrible all season. Um, but, I mean, yeah, like you said, hopefully he can turn it around and, you know, have a good career. Uh, I mean, you can't really judge a kid off his first season with arguably, well, not with the second most dysfunctional team because I think the Raiders get that one pretty uh, yeah. pretty easily. But yeah, I mean to you know produce on the last game of the season. That's got to give something. That's got to give Jaguars fans something to look forward to for next year. At least they now have that lasting memory of the final week where they ruined the Colts' season and Trevor Lawrence looked good. Yeah, absolutely, and a division game as well. So that's always nice to play spoiler within the division. All right, Bears seventeen, Vikings thirty one. Oh boy, um, I bet on the Vikings, but unfortunately, I had it parlayed with the Packers. Uh, this was a complete disaster game. Vintage Chicago Bears, though. They go up um, 14-3 in the first half, and then in the second half put up just three points. The Vikings outscore them 28-3 in the second half. Andy Dalton had a decent game, but he did turn the ball over twice. 325 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions for him. Montgomery on the ground, leading rusher as usual, 72 yards. Darnell Mooney have a game, son. 126 yards on 12 receptions. Damian Williams caught a touchdown in this one as well. Kirk Cousins, 250 yards, three touchdowns. Dalvin Cook, 79 yards on the ground. Justin Jefferson, Amir Smith-Marset, and K.J. Osborne all with a touchdown. Two receivers over 100 yards in this one being Justin Jefferson and Amir Smith-Marset. So a really good second-half performance from the Vikings. They have fired Mike Zimmer, which I don't necessarily— I don't think Zimmer is that bad of a coach, you know— Maybe he's not the guy to be working with Cousins. Cousins, you need to cut loose, first of all. Um, but really, I mean, what has Zimmer had to work with here? You know, think about where the Vikings were at before they signed Kirk. Um, Case Keenum had them in an NFC championship game. Everybody needs to remember that. You know, sometimes Zimmer makes really bad calls, um, but I don't think that he's that awful of a coach. I I think it's okay that they got rid of him. Um, but everybody needs to remember that the entirety of the problem with the Minnesota Vikings is that they lose games by two or three points in the clutch all the time. I mean, this team finished eight and nine. That's, that's because they don't have a clutch quarterback. They have a garbage time QB. They have Kirk Cousins. Yeah, no, I agree. They, they have too much talent to be losing these close games. I mean, when you're dropping... Like, when you're dropping close game after close game, I mean, I'm just looking right now. Um, week one, they lost by three. Week two, they lost by one. Um, yeah, that was Vikings, five, right? Or the Cardinals? Yep. Uh, yeah, they lost to one by to the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah. Week five, they lost 14-7 to seven to the Browns. Like, they beat the Lions by two. They lost by four to the Cowboys, three to the Ravens. Um, let's see two, they lost by two to the Lions. Like you, you can't be dropping the, between all those games, that was a total of like 15 points and they lost five or six games. Like you just, eventually someone's got to find a way to win on your team. And clearly Kirk is not that guy. Yeah, absolutely. And a coach only can do so much, you know, he's not out there on the field getting it done in the clutch. He can call the plays, but is not going to be the answer. So if the if the Vikings don't look for Kirk, uh, a replacement for Kirk, and they won't because his contract is obscene, um, they're fucked. Titans twenty eight, Texans twenty five. A twenty one to zero first half lead for the Titans was cut to just a winning margin of three points. Texans four and thirteen. That's how they end their season. The Titans twelve and five. I cannot believe it. I cannot believe that the Titans are the one seed. I just can't believe it. Um, the number one seed in the NFL, the Tennessee Titans, without Derrick Henry for half of the season. Ryan Tannehill, 287 yards and four touchdowns in this game. Nick Westbrook, Akina, AJ Brown, Julio Jones, and Anthony Ferkser all get touchdowns in this game. That was Julio's first TD of the season, believe it or not. Uh, he was on my fantasy bench in IR for, you know, eight weeks. Um, Davis Mills, 301 yards and three touchdowns. Danny Amendola has two. And Chris Moore has one in this game as well. I mean, this Texans team, 
I hate to say it, but the way that they kind of played towards the end of the season, I feel like maybe the Texans have a little bit of juice. Like Davis Mills isn't that bad. I think he's solid. He should have the starting job there next season. Um, they need to probably get uh, Mills a couple guys to work with on the outside. You know, Cooks is going to go, and Danny Amendola is 500 years old. But I think having a QB like Davis Mills, I think he can actually probably mold himself into a, a pretty serviceable QB. You know, I agree. I think, like, the first three weeks he played, I was already out on him. I was mm-hmm. like, this guy sucks. He might be the worst quarterback I've ever seen in my life. Me too. Um, like, that one week he had, like, 42 yards at halftime or something. I got to find the stat line again eventually because it was absolutely hysterical. But, like you said, these last couple weeks, man, he has really turned it around. And from the middle of the season to now, I'd have to give that man most improved player. He has definitely, you know, seemed to take a big step forward these last couple of weeks. Yeah. I mean, I absolutely agree. He, he's been really, really good. So cheers to you, Davis Mills. Um, let's move on. We had, oh, Saints Falcons. Jesus Christ. Saints miss out on the playoffs despite winning 30 to 20 against an Atlanta Falcons team who just never gets it done. Um, Taysom Hill injured early here, 107 yards on a touchdown before he goes out. Then Trevor Simeon takes over 71 yards and two touchdowns for him. Um, Alvin Kamara, I mean, he looks so good in this game, 30 yards, 104 or 30 carries for 146 yards. The receiving touchdown scores were Jawan Johnson, Adam Troutman, and Traquan Smith in this one. Falcons just looked really mediocre. I, like that's just what they were. Um, surprised they finished seven and ten, but also not surprised they finished seven and ten. They're the wor- they're the best worst team in the NFL or the worst good team in the NFL. I don't know. I can't tell. Um, two hundred sixteen yards touchdown interception for Matt Ryan. Um, Kadri Allison got a touchdown, and Russell Gage caught one as well. He had one hundred twenty six yards on nine receptions and a tud. So a really good performance from Russell Gage, mediocre from pretty much everybody else. Um, I expected the Falcons to come out and play. They did keep it tight. I know for some people they covered. A lot of people altered this game down, which was strange to me. Um, I thought the Falcons might come out and win outright, trying to play or outright, um, trying to you know play spoiler. But the Saints got it here. Um, didn't matter because they're going to miss out on the playoffs thanks to the uh, 49ers win against the Rams. Yeah, I don't. I'm not too fond of either of these teams' game style, and it has nothing to do with being a Panthers fan because we suck. Um, but the Saints, Taysom Hill's not the answer. Um, even though they like to act for the last five years like he was the answer behind Drew Brees, he's not the answer. Um, the Falcons, though, have some talent. I don't know how long that talent's gonna last. I mean, how long can Cordero Patterson be good? Mike Maybe Davis is only like year. 25. Yeah. yeah, Mike Davis is only like 25, but he looks like he's 40. Yep. Um, Calvin Ridley said he wants out, which is sad for them because him, Russell Gage, and Kyle Pitts actually is a very good wide receiver slash tight end core. Um, so hopefully they can get good value for Ridley and then use that to improve their team because they really just need a quarterback um, next year. Well, they need a line. I mean, Matt Ryan, I think, actually would have been fine now that I'm thinking about it um, if they would have just blocked a little bit better. Um, but hopefully they can fix that in the draft. I mean, I feel like line, like there's always a million guys coming out of college that are 350 pounds and can block. So hopefully they can figure that out. Yeah, it should be an easy fix. Um, okay, Seahawks 38, Cardinals 30. Wow. Um, Russell Wilson, have another day. I mean, this guy's been great towards the end of the season. 238 yards, three tuds, and an interception for him. Rashad Penny, my favorite fantasy pickup probably ever, 190 yards on 23 carries with a touchdown for him, averaged 8.3 yards per carry. Really, really impressive stuff from him. Lockett needed two touchdowns to cash his incentive. He got two touchdowns and 98 yards. Another touchdown for Freddie Swain as well. Um, or no, he's Freddie Swain. There's Jeff Swain who plays for the Titans. Those two always confuse me. Um Kyler Murray in the air, I mean, not so great. 240 yards, one touchdown. James Conner touchdown on the ground, and actually a receiving touchdown for Conner as well. He's been really, really good this season. The Seahawks win outright here. They were underdogs in this game. I thought the cards would come out and play. 
had a minus five. Um, but the Hawks look really good. Here, I, I just, I don't know, man. Um, really, really strange here. Um, overperformance from the Seahawks towards the end of the season. They finished seven and ten for a while. There, it really looked like they were going to end with maybe four or five wins. They looked really, really bad, especially when Russ was out. Um, but yeah. You know, 38 to 30, I think, is a really great score for them. They got to be happy moving into next season. I'm sure they're going to try and keep Russ, but I don't see him staying. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think, well, for everyone's sake, Russ and the Seahawks should just part ways. It seems as though their time has come and gone. Um, shout out Pete Carroll for not running the ball and losing them the Super Bowl. And I'm sure Russell Wilson still hates him for it, but. Um, Regardless, yeah, I mean, they looked a lot better at the end of the season, and I think if anything, that's better for Russell Wilson's stock when he looks to sign elsewhere because, I mean, if he would have came back off that finger injury and looked as bad as he did um, there for a little bit, people wouldn't want to pay him money. But now he's going to get a fat contract, I feel like, with the way he's looked. Yeah. Maybe with the Steelers. Um, Cardinals still faltering. Um, I don't know what's going on with the whole NFC West thing there. They look like they suck. Um the Rams look like they suck, who we'll get to eventually. Um, so, yeah, I don't really know what to think of the, the NFC West right now. Yeah, fraudulence, uh, a plenty in the NFC West. We're going to get right to the Rams. Um, just a couple more games. Jets 10, Bills 27. Bills lock up the AFC East. That's the East, right? Is that the East or the North? Yeah, they're in the East because yeah, I forget who's in the North. A bunch of weird teams. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, 27 to 10 for the bills. They look good in this game. Zach Wilson, this was vintage Zach Wilson, early season, Zach Wilson, 87 yards on a touchdown. Josh Allen, 239, two tuds, Devin Singletary, one on the ground, Stefan Diggs and Devin Singletary also, um, caught a receiving touchdown each. So Devin Singletary might be a keeper for some people next season. I don't know if you got anything from this bill's performance or not, but this is exactly what I expected. Yeah, no, I mean, not too much to say. The Bills took care of business against a bad Jets team, and hopefully they keep that momentum rolling in the playoffs because I do love watching Josh Allen on big-time television. Yeah, he's he's electric. Um, okay, despite um, being down 7 nothing at the end of the first quarter, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers rallied to batter the Carolina Panthers. Game ends 41-17. The Bucs end the season at 13-4. and Behind a fantastic performance from Tom Brady, of course, 326 yards, three touchdowns. Scott Miller receiving touchdown or rushing touchdown, and Keyshawn Vaughn receiving touchdown as well. Uh, Gronk leading receiver here, 137 yards. Mike Evans caught two touchdowns, and Le'Veon Bell also caught a touchdown. Really, really good performance from this kind of makeshift Bucks offense. I worry about them moving forward, but. Tom Brady, if there's one guy who's going to unite an offense, regardless of who it is, um, it is most definitely him. Sam Darnold, 219 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Um, Chuba Hubbard is the lead back there now with no McCaffrey still. uh, 48 yards for him. And DJ Moore was the leading receiver um, with 87 yards. It was Robbie Anderson and actually Chuba Hubbard who had the two receiving touchdowns, but not enough to do any sort of damage to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are in fine form currently. Yeah, no, all the Panthers did was essentially say, fuck you, Jeremy, and ruin my team total under that I've been constantly taking. The total was 16 and a half. And of course they had to just find a way to get 17. Um, Chuba Hubbard, I like his future on the Panthers. DJ Moore, I like his future in the league. Um, Panthers future. I don't like as a whole. Buccaneers, like you said, Tom Brady, you know, he'll get the job done. Yeah. He it's just he's done it for how how many years now? Uh he gets the job done, whether you like him or not. Personally, not a huge fan, but you gotta respect him. He gets the job done no matter what it looks like. And I think, you know, they obviously have a shot to repeat as Super Bowl champ strictly because of Tom Brady. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Pats twenty four, Dolphins thirty three. Man, that curse is alive. Tua. 8-0 and o against quarterbacks with an O in their last name this season. I mean, what a freakish fucking stat. 24-33. Um, Dolphins 9-8. and eight. Pats 10-7. and seven. That's crazy, man. The Dolphins miss out on the playoffs in a season where 
I mean, they massively overperformed. I said for the first eight weeks that they were absolutely terrible. Um, and then what do you know? You know, they win nine games, eight, nine games in a row. I mean, just so crazy. Um, yeah, what was it? Was it eight games in a row? Yeah, they won, they won eight games in a row and lost seven games in a row. They're the only team to do both in the same season. Yeah, I mean, that is crazy. And they fired Brian Flores, which is even crazier. Mac Jones, 261 yards, a touchdown and interception in this game. Brandon Bolden leading rusher with 46 yards. Harris got a touchdown and Bolden did as well. Uh, Bolden also had a receiving touchdown in this one. This was kind of a freakish game. Um, Tua didn't really do anything. 109 yards and a touchdown. Duke Johnson had another crazy game with 117 and a touchdown himself. Uh, Jalen Waddle had a touchdown in this game as well. Xavier uh, Howard looked good on defense. He had an interception. This was kind of like a Mac, Mac Jones suspect uh, first half. Like He looked really, really bad. Um, they turned it up towards the end. They kind of got their, their grip and their bearings, but um, the Pats just really, really struggle in Miami. Um, it didn't look like Belichick was really calling the right plays for these guys, and it didn't look like the Pats were executing on hardly any fronts really either. Uh, you know, leading or being down 17-7 to seven, uh, going into halftime, really rough, you know, hard to come back from, and they tried, but they just couldn't get it done. You know, it looked like Mac Jones was finally getting exposed a little bit. Um, he's been, like, the only rookie quarterback to not, like, have a blow-up horrible game. And it still wasn't a horrible game. I mean, 33-24 ain't bad. But, yeah, I don't know. Dude, the Dolphins are good. Um, well, okay, they're they're good, not great. They're better than and, I thought they were. Yes. And the whole Brian Flores firing is absolutely nonsense. The fact, I can't remember if it's the head coach, if it was him or the GM. One of them likes Tua, one of them doesn't. One of them wants Deshaun Watson, one of them doesn't. You're telling me that anybody in that organization, given the opportunity to give up Tua for Deshaun Watson, is saying no? Have they watched Deshaun Watson play football? The guy was a top three quarterback in the league on the Texans. And what did the Texans do this year? They won, what, three games, four yeah. games? They're fucking horrible. Yeah. And they say, yeah, we don't. We are sticking with Tua over Deshaun Watson. Nothing against Tua. I think he's a serviceable NFL quarterback. Yeah. But Deshaun Watson, dude, is absolutely electric i would give up the whole franchise for him like he is unbelievable i know he's got those allegations but until those are proven i mean the guy can play football and the fact that he's not playing football is downright ridiculous yeah i absolutely agree 100 percent um need to get that figured out because he's just wasting his prime right now sadly um if he is guilty then fuck him i don't ever want to see him play again but um still no conclusive evidence so Agreed. Um, 49ers 27, Rams 24. This game goes to OT. Niners just kick a field goal and win it. Um, the Rams came out hot here. They were up 17-3 headed into halftime. I mean, I swore to God that the Rams were going to win this game, but the Niners came out, put up two touchdowns in the third quarter, another one in the fourth, and the Rams could only answer back with one. Um, you know, it was 24-24 heading into overtime, and the Niners just looked like a better team. They they really were more complete pretty much everywhere the whole game. The Rams took their foot off the gas, which you can't do at this point in the season. You can't do it in a game that you know you need to win. They got bailed by the, by the fucking Cardinals losing, but the Rams and the Cards, man, both of these teams are absolutely fraudulent. Uh, Stafford, again, two interceptions. He's got eight INTs in his last four or five games. I forget what the stat was. I heard it last night. That's really, really concerning um, heading into the playoffs. Tony Michelle leading rusher here with only 43 yards. Cooper Cup, 118 yards and a touchdown. Higby had two touchdowns as well. Jimmy Garoppolo had a good game, 316 yards for him. That's more than usual, a touchdown and two interceptions. But uh, Debo Samuel had a 24-yard touchdown throw to, um, I believe it was, who caught that one? Juwan Jennings, I think. Um, he had two touchdowns in this game, and Ayuk was the leading receiver. Debo Samuel can do everything. I mean, the guy is insane. He had a touchdown pass, 45 yards on the ground, a touchdown, and then he actually received for 95 yards as well. I mean, he's one of the most athletic players, all-around guys I've seen in quite some time. Makes me think of a Madden player. Um, but yeah, a really, really good win for the Niners. They are 10-7. and seven. They uh, They get the playoff berth here. 
uh, which is crazy, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, the emergence of Debo Samuel is kind of nuts when you think about like, he was, I mean, I know he's still like young. He's not, he's not like he's 35 years old, but he was like a, it just like an athletic, like slot guy. Like, you know, just like he was, he was there, but he wasn't, he wasn't like great. And then now he's like the best, he's one of the top five players in football, like with the, with his versatility and everything he can do. It's kind of cool to watch. Um, the Rams, though, now now that they cash by future, I can finally say it. They make me so nervous. They are they look bad. I don't know what is going on. Matt Stafford has never won a playoff game, as much as I hate to say it. So I don't know if they're going to win against the Cardinals, but I'd like to think they will. Yeah. Um, but we'll get to that. Uh, the Niners, dude, they they overperformed. I remember the first five weeks we faded the fuck out of them, and we won like every time. Yep. And dude, now I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's Debo. If it's, it's got to be the emergence of Elijah Mitchell, in my opinion, um, because the Niners have always had good running backs, but they've never had good, healthy running backs. <laughs> and he's finally been the guy to keep them healthy. George Kittle's back. Brandon Ayuk came out of retirement <laughs> that he was in the first half of the season. Yeah. And yeah, I'm, dude. I, I'm saying it again. I'm so excited for that Niners Cowboys game. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm really excited too, and um, it might finally be time for me to eat crow on the Niners. You know, they do look really good, and they seem to be a team that could be threatening come playoff time. Um, and I really don't like the way the the Cowboys been playing. So, oh man, what a game! Chargers thirty two, L A Raiders thirty five. Say a prayer for our friend Zach. His Chargers missed the playoffs on. I would say pretty much um one one call um maybe not they gave up a lot of points here the Chargers defense has been good and was good at some points this season but was really really bad here um Herbert throws for 330 383 yards three touchdowns and an interception Eckler gets into the end zone once with 64 yards and Mike Williams leading receiver here for 119 yards and a touchdown Palmer and Eckler also caught a touchdown each. Um, but Derek Carr, uh, game managed his way to a win here. Only 186 and two touchdowns for him. Josh Jacobs, another crazy game, 132 yards and a touchdown. Um, overperformance, I would say. Brian Edwards, Foster Moreau, and Zay Jones combined for about 150 yards. And this Raiders team, I don't know how, but they just play like a unit. And they got a win here against the Chargers team who are coached by an absolute freak who just keeps going for it on every single fourth down. I mean, the guy plays Madden um, in real life. It's just so insane to me. I think the Chargers would have made the playoffs with literally any other coach at the helm. Um, They just lost so many games to teams they shouldn't have lost against. I can't believe they finished the season at 9-8. and This team should be winning 12 games. The amount of talent they have with a fucking quarterback on a rookie contract. It is so disgusting to me. I cannot imagine how sickened Chargers fans must be having to watch this fucking team. Yeah. The get Brandon Staley worst coach in the league. He literally, I, he's cost them the season, essentially. Um and what the Chargers should do, fire him into the sun. Yep. Get Brian Flores. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the guy did. Brian Flores did nothing but overperform. Brandon Staley's done nothing but underperform. Make a little switch there, you know. Maybe, maybe you win some more games. I mean, they had a hell of a defense. The Dolphins, maybe you know, Chargers cut down on some points allowed. I mean, because they obviously have the offensive weapons, and they'd be in business. But we know that won't happen, and they'll stick it out with him, and then they'll just be another year of disappointment, and then they'll waste Justin Herbert's whole career, and then we'll all be sad about it in like twenty years. Yep, that's probably true. Um, I absolutely hate to see that kind of stuff, but you're probably right. All right. Um, Let's pull up FanDuel here. This is probably going to be the short part of the show. We managed to give you 40 minutes, which I'm surprised um, because there was a couple of really worthless games there. Okay. So what I'm going to do is just write out our picks. I mean, there's only one, two, three, four, five, six games. Um, You guys got to let me grab my iPad here one second. Okay, so 
um, Saturday and Sunday games uh, this week, which I'm really excited for. Um, I love Saturday games. One of them is at um, 430. That's the Las Vegas Raiders taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. I have hated the Bengals all season. I've never been able to get a good read on them. When I think they suck, they don't suck. And when I think they're, you know, um, good, they just come out and shit the bed. So the over-under set at 49. The Bengals are opening as a five and a half point favorite. And I think with a week with a week of rest, the Bengals come out and actually beat the shit out of the Raiders. This is the one team in the playoffs that I think the 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 Bengals can beat. So I'm gonna take Bengals minus five and a half. I think for the first time ever, our first pick might differ here. Wow. I hate to say it. I dude, there's just some like there's just something telling me that the Raiders are gonna keep this close and they're gonna keep this whole st- nonsense storyline that they've been in all season somehow in the limelight. And I don't know. There's just something about them. I'm gonna alt it up and take the Raiders plus seven flat. Um that way I can just get a push if they lose by a touchdown. But yeah, I'm gonna take the Raiders plus seven. Josh Jacobs has been on fire. And there's just something about the Bengals, dude. They always have that that one game every couple weeks where it's like, what happened? What, what happened to the Bengals? And this could be it. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. And the team of destiny narrative, you you really can't underplay. You can't um, underplay that. Um, the the Raiders don't deserve to be where they are, but they fought really hard for the past four or five weeks, and they're here. They're in the playoffs now, and we know that. Once the page turns and the new chapter of the playoffs starts, that things can totally change. And I, I don't necessarily think the Raiders can go far, but it's very possible that they, they play a close game or they knock the Bengals off. With a rookie QB and really rookie receiving core, it's very possible. All right, the New England Patriots taking on the Buffalo Bills. Bills open as four-point favorites, over-under set at 44 little high. Um, this game is in Buffalo. Bills, four-point spread. That's that's too easy for me. I love the Bills to come out and absolutely fucking smoke the Pats. You know, the Pats are done. Yep. I'm out on the Pats. Well, it's never really in on them to begin with. But, yeah, I'm all in on the Bills. Give me the Bills. Minus four. We'll agree on that one. Hopefully we both walk away happy and winners of money. Yeah. More so for my morale's sake than money's sake, I hope the Bills win. Because if they lose and I have to watch Bill Belichick inch his way closer to a Super Bowl one more time with no talent on his roster once again, I'm going to be so mad. I know. It's going to be so frustrating. All right. Sunday, 1 p.m., the Philadelphia Eagles take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, it feels so strange to say that because I just can't believe the Eagles are in the playoffs. Um, they just didn't deserve a spot. Eight and a half point dogs um, over under set at 48. I kind of like this to be a high scoring game. Honestly, uh, I think 48 is, is probably right where that line should be set a little high for people that want to take it. I'm sure. Um, I wish it was down closer to 44. I'm going to take. You guys, everybody has to know that I I don't really, I don't find myself rooting for the Eagles much. Um, I am an Eagles fan, but I hate the way that they're coached. I hate the way that they're run and managed. And I really don't like any of the players that we have on this team right now, maybe with the exception of Miles Sanders. Um, I don't want them to win, and I'm going to, I'm going to root for them, but I think realistically the Bucks win this game. I'm going to alt down, um, take the alt spread. Bucks minus five and a half. If they don't, if they don't win by a touchdown, um, the Bucks probably severely underperformed. So I'd rather just eat shoe if that happens. And I'm going to take uh, Bucks minus five and a half at minus one eighty five. Yeah, um, I'm going to do a little. Same game teaser action, um, and here, let me get the odds up that way. I make sure I'm not doing anything too ludicrous here, but I'm taking the Buccaneers 
it'll be minus one and a half, and then I'll also be alting the over down seven points, which gives me 41, correct? Um, yeah, it's at 48. All right, yeah, that's going to give you minus 130. So, yeah, I'm doing that 100%. Buccaneers minus one and a half over 41. I think, like you said, they win by a touchdown, and 41 should be easily coverable with these two teams. I mean, 28 to 14, Eagles get a lot of big plays. I could see them busting a big player or two, putting up 14, 21 points, and the Buccaneers putting up 24 to 28 points. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Dallas Cowboys, Niners currently a three-point dog. Oh, man, I thought they'd give them more points than that. That is not much. Um, Cowboys, three-point favorite, 166 on the money line. Over-under set at 51. I'm going to be on the underside um, if I take if I take uh, any money in there. But I'm going to take the Cowboys' uh, money line at minus 166. Odds are too good. They're hotter than the Niners. Um, in terms of offensive production, I don't like Jimmy G's chances. I like the Niners as a unit's chances. If they were giving me six and a half or seven, I'd probably take the Niners spread. But because they're not um, being too generous, I'm going to take Cowboys money line. Okay. Oh, I. Hmm. Yeah, yeah I'm taking. I feel bad not picking a side. In the game, I do think personally, I would like to see the Niners win, mainly because there's just something about the NFC East minus the Washington football team that I just hate them all. The fan bases are absolutely so ridiculous, bad. all of them, all of them. It's out of control. But I'm taking Elijah Mitchell touchdown. They're giving it to me at minus one fifteen. I know there's the chance that Debo takes it from him, which is why Debo is also minus one fifteen. And when it comes down to it, I might end up. Betting both because if they're scoring touchdowns, it might be those two. Um, but I'm going to take Mitchell to score a touchdown as my pick for the podcast. But no, morally, I want the Niners to win. Yeah, no, and it should be noted that I would also really, really like the Niners to win. I don't want to see the the Cowboys go through. I don't think they're quite there yet. But okay, um, Jesus oh, Christ! The down of the century is up next. This should this should be. A slaughter. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers take on the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead. The Chiefs currently a 12.5 point favorite. Deservedly so. Over-under set at 46. Um, I think the Chiefs could score 46 points by themselves. Um, I'm going to take an alternate. Actually, let's see what the first half spread looks like. Oh my god. The first half spread is seven. I'm taking Chiefs first half spread um minus seven. I don't know if they're gonna cover twelve and a half. They probably will. They'll probably win by two touchdowns at least. Stay away from the Steelers. They're not gonna win this game. Um but Chiefs minus seven first half spread is really, really safe, I think. Uh even if it's just up by a touchdown. They push, it's not too much of a sweat. Um that's where I am, and I imagine Jeremy might even be on the, the full spread here. Uh, yeah, well, I absolutely love that first half spread, so I will be taking that um, uh, probably immediately upon wrapping up this podcast, just in case it does end up moving to seven and a half. Um, but I'm going to do another um, same game teaser essentially here, because um, like you said, I do think the Chiefs could put up 45 points themselves. I'm taking the Chiefs minus six and a half. Over 40 and a half, that gives you minus 101. Sadly, they couldn't give it to me at flat 100, of course. Uh, um, but yeah, I'm taking Chiefs minus six and a half with the over at 40 and a half. I mean, it, for that to hit, I think the Steelers just need to give me 10 points. Yeah, I mean, it's very, very doable. They should be able to give you 10 points, even if they just escape for a touchdown. Um, very possible with Najee and everything. Uh, and the final game, which is really, I mean, probably the best matchup. It's it's the Fraud Bowl. It's the Cardinals versus the L.A. Rams, the third time they've played each other all season. Cards are winning the first one. Rams winning the second one. Um, you and I are going to be split here. Um, I'm taking yeah. I'm taking Cards money line. I think it's a, a tick tock tick tock, and if the Cardinals and the Rams played each other again after this one. The Rams would win the next one. 
I just think the Cardinals are going to show up. I think Kyler really wants to win this game. Uh, they're not going to have Hopkins, unfortunately. He's still on crutches. They were talking maybe they'd have him back towards the latter um, half of the playoffs. I don't see it happening. Um, but I do really like the cards in this one. I don't know. Something is just speaking to me. They're plus money. Uh, they have done me really, really well when they've been plus money this season. I feel like I owe it to them, even though they've been fraudulent. Um, and I'm going to be with the cards here. Cards plus 168. Now, like a James Conner touchdown, but that's a flyer, so don't sweat it. Um, yeah. Can, can we take both teams to lose? They'll figure it out. I know. That's that. the thing. Like they, They're just going to beat themselves. You know, It's, it's whoever beats themselves less. Yeah. <laughs> Let me get a Matt Stafford interception. No, that's probably fucking minus 300 with the way he's been throwing Honestly, the ball. Honestly, yeah. Um. I got. I, I absolutely have to ride with the Rams. I've been. It's all season. Yep. You know, you, go, you live by the sword, die by the sword. Indeed. And yes. I'm gonna take the Rams minus four. They're gonna win by three, and I'm gonna lose. And you're also gonna lose. Is how this is gonna work out. I know. <laughs> but yeah, I'll take the Rams minus four. Okay. All right. Um, and our locks of the week. I mean, I think I think my lock of the week is gonna be um, Chiefs one half spread minus seven. Yeah, I absolutely love that. Dude, that is I think that's our best play of the week uh, between both of us. Um Yeah. But yeah, I'm also going to use my Chiefs bet as the bet of the week, minus six and a half over 40 and a half. Although I do also like the Bucks one. Just so we have two different games, I'll actually switch it to the Bucks one. Let me get the Bucks minus um one and a half and the over at would we say it would go down it to 41? 41 and a half, I think. Yeah, 41 and a half. All right. Perfect. Yeah, I'll take that. That way we have locks on two different games, although I am also stamping the Chiefs minus seven. Dude, I really like that bet. I know. I love it. Um, And by the way, the first half spreads that Jeremy and I have taken, um, the four that we've each taken, not, none of them have missed, by the way. So um, worth noting. Hopefully we can keep that train um, going. And yeah, that's it, guys. That's the um the week 18 uh review playoff week one uh preview i mean man i can't believe that we're here but we are thank goodness the nfl season is complete i'm gonna miss it but i'm not tired of the nonsense games uh it's gonna be nice to not deal with that for a little while deal with nonsense in other sports uh until next week guys good luck on your bets take care of yourselves Um, And if your team's playing in the playoffs, best of luck to you. We'll see you next week. Take care of yourselves till then. See ya.